Welcome to the Don't Drink Blue Milk, a Star Wars podcast, where me, Ryan, Mitchell, and Adam talk all things Star Wars in three weekly segments. So, gentlemen, hello. How's, how's it going? Very Not well. How are you? Bad. Very, very good. Very, very good. I'm extremely excited for this one because we had our first sort of our first all together last week podcast, um, and this week we, we're going to start setting into what's going to become our weekly custom of, <coughs> of um, Star Wars podcasting, of course, with the three of us only. Um, but we start with our first segment, which is reporting in. And that is just where we break down what we've been consuming in the world of Star Wars or galaxy of Star Wars. So um, you fire away, Mitch, and then we'll go to Adam and then we'll go to me. Well, uh, I've been listening to the audiobook of How Star Wars Conquered the Universe, which is a really interesting sort of behind the scenes of how Star Wars uh, has become a part of uh, the world and the, the, the culture of everything. And despite the fact that some people haven't seen Star Wars, they still understand the force and no characters from it. And it's, it's pretty interesting. Goes into George Lucas and his uh, journey to get to Star Wars, which is really cool. Uh, I also received Queen's Peril in the mail and I'm about 60 pages off finishing that. So I'm hoping that I'll get to finish that tonight as well as starting the audiobook of Shadowfall, which is the follow-up to Alphabet Squadron and also last night, I watched A New Hope and uh, once again, was just blown away by how freaking good it is. Nice. So, yeah, to so break down cool. individual things, Queen's Peril, talk us through it. What's it like? Is it worth getting? Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I think it's uh, an improvement on Queen's Shadow, which came out a couple of years ago, which was about Padme in between episodes one and two. Is it this a- one is set... <laughs> No, this one's a prequel. So this this one's set around the time of episode one. So it starts with Queen Abadala getting elected, her trying to make some changes, organizing her handmaidens, training them up, and then the Trade Federation comes and uh, I've, I've just gone to the point where they've... Uh, it, it says, On a dusty world with two bright suns, a little boy looked up from his work and saw an angel. So that's what I've just read. Oh, that's so. So cool. it sort of crosses over a little bit with uh, with episode one. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a YA book. So it's nice and easy to read. And um, yeah, it's good fun. And it's um, from EK Johnson, who also did the Ahsoka novel as well. Ah, uh, cool. I haven't read the Ahsoka novel either. I haven't even heard much about that. Um, but apparently, it's good. Yeah, it's not bad. Cool, Adam. I've basically just been watching the films, to be honest with you. I haven't managed to to draw myself into resistance yet, so I've basically just been watching the films because um, I've run out of new Star Wars media to watch other than Resistance. So I want to watch something to do with Star Wars, but I didn't want to commit myself to Resistance just yet because I, I feel like I need to hype myself up towards it a little bit more. So I've just gone through and watched Revenge of the Sith again, uh, A New Hope, uh, and Empire Strikes Back. Nice. You enjoyed it? Read a bit more Plagueis. Cool. Yeah, it's really good. What are you saying? You enjoyed the films? Oh, for sure, definitely. They never get any less enjoyable. Yeah. Just, just the whole, the whole first six films, I couldn't find a fault with them. Love them. Okay, I've been reading Thrawn still I'm, I'm approaching the end the the character development of the book is is unreal I was reading the end of a chapter um and a, a character that I've been following throughout has, has just got a promotion after a long time of of other characters in the book being behind his promotion and everything it's just great and as I was reading it like I was smiling ear to ear and like it's so strange that reading Thrawn has given me such a different perspective on the Empire and everybody in it. It's mm. just, it's, it's really strange. Like, I know they're bad, but I can't help but love them. Like, I can't help but just be like, oh my God, like, I love these characters. And like, he, he, literally, this is how much I love Thrawn is that, like, he's talking in the book about Wookiees and, like, he's so 
um, in line with with the empire, but is still so in touch with his heart that like he knows that enslaving the Wookiees is wrong, but he like phrases it in such a way where he's like, perhaps they are um, they are war criminals who are working off their sentences, and then um, Vanto says to him, uh, he says but you mean you mean that they're slaves and he says yeah i know that they're slaves but but let's be a little bit more sort of political about it mm. um, and and that's like even though like there's so much of me that hates wookie and slavery especially with how it's um portrayed in jedi fallen order but um just just like how horrible it is because i love wookies but then at the same time i'm like oh i just love thrawn so much i just love the fact that he I just lo- I just love the Empire big time, and I know that's quite bad to say in a way because they are the bad guys. But I just it just gives such a perspective on them, which is really cool. Um, I think Canon's done a pretty good job of um, sort of rationalising why people would have been behind the Empire. Uh, Lost Stars was sort of the, one of the first ones that they did where you had two sides of of you know what one both both characters join the Empire, but then after the destruction of the Death Star. They part ways. One of them joins the the rebellion, and one of them stays with the Empire. And reading that book, you can just understand both of those characters and why they're doing what they're doing after such a monumental uh, event. And both characters are as justified as the other, despite the fact that for years we just think the Empire is terrible. So, um, yeah, it's interesting how it gets explored. And in like, and, and as Governor well. Price, Governor Price in the form book, I think, is almost almost equal to Thrawn in how good she is in it and like for a character that I despised in Rebels she is just like I can never look at her the same now like I think I'm going to be upset when I see her die at Rebels next time that's how yeah. that's how like that's how attached I am to her now because of this book which is amazing because it's given me such a perspective on her rise through the Empire and everything um, and I love the inclusion of, of uh, Tarkin in it as well Tarkin is just so terrifying He's so like clinical, um, soulless in a lot of ways. Um, but sure. he also he also shows these like flickers of emotion, like the way that Governor Price approaches him in the book and, and says to him, that she 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 basically offers herself as an asset to him, which is a brave move to do anyway, because he may just dismiss you or kill you even for saying that is the kind of the person that Tarkin is, but he almost likes the fact that she's a little cocky um, and appreciates it, which is cool because it's nice to see these kind of, and the way that he, the, the writer Zizan or something, his name, um, yeah. he, he like the way he details the flickers of emotion and then goes back to being like the steely emotionless Tarkin is really cool. Um, but yes, so that's very, very good. I'm very near the end of Thrawn now. I'm very interested to see what happens in the end. I'm excited to see what happens in the end, and I'm sure I'll just want to crack straight on with another Thrawn book, but I am going to try to read um, Jedi Lost afterwards. Um, I've also been watching season seven, so I've now just finished the episode where the Pikes, they're trying to run away from the Pikes, the Ahsoka and the two sisters, Um and Ahsoka's sort of again like using her Jedi skills to sort of get them through it and opening up more to being a Jedi, um, and seeing a different perspective of how the Jedi can hurt people, even though they're trying to save other people, which is cool. I like the fact that they're going down that road. Um, but really enjoying season seven, but I'm taking it at my own pace, just taking it easy, watching it as I feel. Um, and the last thing is that I have finished very quickly the Kylo Ren comics and they were just unbelievably fantastic. If I didn't love Kylo Ren already enough, then it's just made me love him even more. And I just love the depth that it gives Snoke and Luke specifically. Um, and I just, I just love it. I think it's absolutely fantastic. But Definitely. yes, that's what, that's what I've been up to. Um, anything more gentlemen? <coughs> no, no, I think that's really. it. That's, that's no, good. no. Right, so we'll move on to our second segment, which is we'll handle this. And this week I have two questions for you. The second question will be more so to do with just you two, because as I've just mentioned, I'm only halfway through season seven of The Clone Wars. Um, 
but we will get to it in a second. The first question, which is for all of us, and that is the dream master and apprentice pairing with one honourable mention this time. So you can combine Sif, you can combine different genres, so you could combine someone from games with the films or with with books and films or whatever it might be. Um, and eras, you could do any era at the same time. So it'll be interesting to see what we pick. So we'll do honourable mentions first, and again, we'll start with Mitchell, go to Adam, go to me. So uh, my honourable mention is is Kenobi. Uh, be, part, and part of that is just because of who I've got as my master and my apprentice. I thought that they would work well together more so than if Kenobi was thrown into the mix. Um, and I think just as far as Jedi go, there's there's no one more Jedi than Kenobi. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if I mentioned last week finishing the Kenobi audio book, the, the one by John Jackson Miller, which is part of the EU. Um, that was a really, really, really cool book. And even though it didn't quite dive into what Kenobi was doing so much on Tatooine, and certainly hearing a lot of people saying that they want the Kenobi series to be like the book, I kind of came away from the book going, I really hope that the series is a little bit better than the book. But the way that he wrote Kenobi and Kenobi's struggles in that was really, really, really good. Um, he like perfectly uh, hit home what Kenobi would have been like shortly after arriving on Tatooine at the end of Revenge of the Sith. It was really, really good. So, um, yeah, Kenobi's been in my mind a little bit this week. So um, he's my honourable mention. So with the question at hand is that there will be a master and apprentice. So obviously your, your honourable mention for a master would be Kenobi, but who would be your honourable mention for his apprentice? So oh, sorry, two... I think I, I, must have, I must have misinterpreted the, uh, the, the message you sent. Um, well, okay. You might have to come back to me on that one. I'll, I'll yeah, yeah. So I'll let, I'll, let you, I'll let you have a think because me and Adam have done it in the. We it, this is only because we conversation <coughs> outside of outside of the podcast as well. When when he came to see me the other day, um, that we were, we we've we've gone with like our dream master and apprentice from anywhere. So, um, like the combo of them. So, for instance, of course, Adam, you go ahead with your um, honorable mention. Well, if this is a tough one, um. There's so many different options because I was I was weighing up people like Mace Window Win, Window he flies out of it he isn't one Mace Window um, training Anakin and things like that and it for me the honourable mention I had to go with would be Count Dooku and Anakin well, yeah because Anakin's biggest problem was always he was overconfident um, so having a master that would have put him in his place kept him in check would have been a huge difference for him I think which Obi-Wan never could. Um, I don't think Obi-Wan was ever at a level high enough above Anakin that he could really keep him in check. So for somebody who was extremely powerful with a lightsaber and equally with the Force as well, it would have been a huge game changer for Anakin. He wouldn't have felt like he was being held back. He would have felt like he was being empowered by Dooku because Dooku is prideful, as as we see when he um, fights Anakin and Obi-Wan. He's he's all about showing off his skills. And I think that would have suited yeah. Anakin far more than Obi-Wan, who is the ideal Jedi, doesn't see blurred lines. There's no gray area for him. Um, so yeah, that'd be my honorable mention. It's, it's interesting that you have that as your honorable mention. I have Dooku and Vader as my honorable mention, um, because I thought that him being a more, hands-on master say with with vader mm -hmm. than than palpatine who liked to sort of send vader off to do his own thing and learn a lot by himself <coughs> by his pain and suffering that dooku may have molded vader a little better as a sith um and i did write dooku anakin slash vader so i did also yeah, yeah. of your of your point of view of that i think that dooku would have been an ace master for anakin because he has clearly that that conflict in him where he left the Jedi Order because of course he yeah. didn't necessarily agree with the the fact that they weren't taking any threats from outside seriously. Um and that pairing of him and of him and Anakin and the fact that he's such good swordsman and he could have taught Anakin to be an even better swordsman, which would be super cool. And I just feel like he would have 
as you mentioned, kept Anakin in check quite a lot, a lot more. Um, I think Obi Wan's heart was a little too big for Anakin. I think he cared uh, about him rather than yeah, for sure. I can. I, I definitely feel like um, Dooku would have been open to teaching Anakin light side abilities as well, and that's the thing mm-hmm. that separates him from Vader, in my opinion. I don't think Vader would have been anywhere near as open to learning it, so that's why I say Anakin. Yeah, yeah. I just think as a Sith duo, I like Dooku being the the puppet master and and Vader being his 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 um his weapon of destruction because Dooku was still he was <laughs> a very involved with Palpatine's plan. He he was pulling the strings in the back of all of the separatists and everything. So I can imagine that Dooku could fit Palpatine's role quite well. And I'm sure Dooku had all the plans within himself to assume that role at some point when he he would probably kill Palpatine in his own mind was his plan at some point. Um, But it'd just be interesting to see those two fight together. I feel like Dooku would be the, as opposed to sending Vader in to attack someone, he would Mm. perhaps stand by Vader. And because he, he also um, reveled in, in, uh, in, in dueling opponents. So I'm sure him and Vader would love taking down Jedi together. I can imagine he would hunt the Jedi with Vader as opposed to, sending Vader out to destroy them with, with Inquisitors. Yeah, I'm not even sure Duke would make it to kill Sidious, you know. Anakin's a lot more ambitious. I think Anakin would quickly overtake him. Yeah. That's the only problem there. You look at the difference between um, the Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith. Anakin says it himself, his powers have doubled since the last time they met, and that's, what, three years? Yeah. You yeah, know. I agree that Anakin so, was very good, but I'm not sure whether, of course... My belief, personally, I know that it will be different to yours, Ad, but but my belief is that Palpatine told Dooku to take it take it easy on Anakin, um, which is why he dispatched of Obi Wan so quickly and was trying to get Anakin to give in to his hate, to give in to his anger, and so on and so forth. But but then perhaps that also proves that when Anakin does give in to his hate and anger, and I'm talking about Vader, of course, that he does defeat Dooku. So of course. Mm. Perhaps he would surpass him and become the 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 Lord of the Sith, but um, yeah, because that's the thing. Yeah. I don't think Dooku's loyal enough to sit there and go, "Okay, I'm going to let him kill me." You know, I'm not going to take it. I'm I'm going to take it easy, easy on him. I but think. I guess, I guess with Vader, the same, um, the same inadequacies lie against Dooku as they do against Sidious, which is Force Lightning. So I guess he could keep him in check to a degree with yeah, yeah, with what's going on. I, I'm not so much talking about Anakin is in the like fully fledged fully limbed anakin um yeah, yeah also talking about vader in the suit but yes uh, any thoughts on that combo mitchell oh, i think all, all the stuff you said is, is is pretty pretty interesting i um i i don't think i've ever really had thoughts along these sorts of lines uh when when i'm thinking about star wars so it's an interesting uh change of thought for me as far mm. as uh, my philosophizing on Star Wars goes, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Do you think? Do you think that that what what interesting question for you, Mitchell? What would you think would be a better combo: a Jedi Dooku and a Jedi Anakin, or a Sith Dooku, obviously Darth Tyrannus and Darth Vader? Well, I guess um, Dooku's track record for apprentices isn't exactly what um, you know he he anticipated so i i almost feel like whether it's jedi dooku and anakin or whether it's sith dooku and vader or anakin i think the end result would inevitably be the same because both of them are disillusioned by the way the jedi operate and whether they're jedi to begin with they're going to probably end up as sith anyway so um what you mean yeah yeah. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so Mitchell, have you thought of two honourable mentions in your mind at all in re- in regards to two people you could just see together? As, well, as a- I'm I'm going to steal from from a certain point of view the the short story collection. Uh, I'm going to steal from one of my favourite stories from that. Uh, do you guys know about the, that that book? Nope. So uh, no. for the, for the 40th anniversary of A New Hope, they brought out a book which was 40 short stories written by 40 authors. And they're all from the points of view of a minor character or, or, or a smaller character from A New Hope and their oh. point, their perspective of the events that are occurring. 
one of my favorite stories of that was Qui-Gon's perspective talking about how 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 much the decisions that he made have affected Obi-Wan it's a, it's so well written really good but from Claudia Gray she also did the Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, Qui-Gon Jinn bookmaster and apprentice as well um really 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 good story so beautifully written one of my other favorite uh stories in that is from Yoda's perspective where he talks about the fact that he doesn't think that Luke is the cho- is is the chosen one he actually thinks that out of the two of them Leia is going to be potentially the stronger Jedi uh, uh, apprentice and so i'm going to throw out there that i would love to see what would have happened if yoda had have trained leia yeah that would be super cool um the way that she's portrayed of course in rise of skywalker as being super powerful um mm. is is really cool and i and i feel like she is in my opinion the embodiment of good um and that Yoda very much is along that same line, and she certainly would have had less of the impatience and the, um, uh, I don't know, the resistance to to opening herself up in such a way that Luke did. So I also I think that potentially she wouldn't have been as affected by the revelation that Darth Vader is her father as Luke was because Luke's relationship with, with Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru was very different to what Leia's relationship was with Bail Organa. Yeah. And I, I think that if, if she was told that Vader was her father, she wouldn't have batted an eyelid and she would have just take, potentially just taken him out because I, you know, because of all the bad that he'd done. Whereas I think Luke, you know had a had a yeah different path yeah i feel like also maybe they would have they wouldn't have feared so much to tell her that vader was her father because she has such a a grounding in the good luke is a um he's like a bit of play-doh isn't he he's he is unmolded at the moment that they see him. they don't know they don't know where where his allegiance lies in regards to the empire and everything else whether he might be like inspiring like um, aspiring, aspiring to be an, an imperial pilot for all they know so I guess they have to be careful with him as opposed to Leia is clearly against the Empire, she is clearly an anti-Vader person so mm. they, they they would probably tell her straight away but I guess that's I guess that could be a, a perspective that's just popped into my mind that perhaps that's why they didn't tell Luke that Vader was his father because they didn't want him to go, oh, and then go find him. But then at the same you know, time nobody ever told Leia until Luke told her, and yeah, but, but then I suppose did Bail Organa know? Probably not. Yeah, yeah, cool. That's well, he must cool. have. He, he must have surely. But isn't isn't there there some debate as to whether Obi Wan knows that Vader, that Anakin turned to Vader? Um, there's there's a a thing floating around that Obi Wan left Anakin for dead, assumed that he died. And the Kenobi series may be going into the fact that he finds out that Vader is. I heard. Anakin. I heard that there was a novel, and in the novel, um, that there is like a galactic network that people get their news from, and that Obi Wan saw Vader on there and immediately oh, yeah. presence. And I think I've heard that too. And knew it was him. That's what I heard anyway. But I'm not sure. But it'd be cool if they did. Well, do the that. Same, in the same way that you know, Ahsoka looked at Vader, and you know had yes. the feeling and the, the suspicion that he was he was Anakin and, and yeah, obviously she sure. was correct. Cool. There but... is there is also an idea that potentially um uh sorry I've said potentially so many times uh that Ahsoka may show up and tell Obi Wan uh, yeah. at some point. Yeah yeah because be she was when when she gets saved by Bridger there is a long period of time she's just bumming around doing stuff. Um, yeah but he turns back up to try and save or go and find Ezra. Um, but yeah, so it'd be interesting to see what she does there. Yes, very good um, honourable mentions there, gentlemen. We'll move to Adam and then me, of course, and then we'll give Mitchell some more thinking time to get his his uh, his top master and apprentice. I have um, a top master and apprentice, so I don't mind just going <laughs> earlier if you want. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. All right, so you fire away then, Mitchell. Well, uh, my ones i i had to put darth maul in somewhere because i i do love darth maul as uh anyone would know and i was trying to think who would be the best person to train him and to sort of float the idea of you know a head cannon of of maul 
well, not headcanon, but, but but an idea of Maul being on the light side and how that might have yeah. gone. There, there's a lot of uh, stuff saying that Maul's so angry with the Jedi because they didn't find him and train him. And I think that it's an interesting idea. I think that uh, I think it's an easy excuse for him to hate the Jedi. I think that there are potentially other avenues that they could have gone uh, as to why he hates the Jedi or pretends to hate the Jedi because of one reason or another. But I think that out of all the Jedi uh, that I was sort of looking at, I think potentially the best person that he could have been trained by would have been Mace Windu. Agreed. Because there's... There's a lot of talk about Mace Windu being and his fighting style and his actions being as close to the dark side without crossing over. And I think that he could have kept Maul in check, both on a uh, dueling standpoint as well as his knowledge of the Force. And uh, yeah, so that, that, that's my thoughts. He, he, he would have been would a good person to train Maul. Just imagine, just for a second, because my... my uh... My, my hairs are standing on end just thinking about how cool that pairing would be. Also, uh, Samuel Jackson. Mace, Mace Windu walks into the room, ignites his, his purple lightsaber, and then Maul stands behind him and ignites a double-ended purple lightsaber. Like, yes, that would be mm. so cool for him to keep the same, have the same colour lightsaber as his master as well. It would be so <laughs> cool. Um, and True. just use, using the pad and everything and, and, and using Shatterpoint. I don't think you would have ever taught him Shatterpoint. That's the thing. I'm not sure he would. It's one of those where if it falls into the hands of a dark side user, then it's but he's not. It's hugely problematic. And to be fair, we can sit there and say Mace Windu would keep him in check, but Mace Windu dies at some point. He's got to. Everyone does. So to put it in the hands of somebody he knows is volatile and maybe can't control the dark side the way that Mace can is a very dangerous thing to do. Yeah, I guess so. But I, I, in in this thesis or this avenue we're going down in in in, um, in our imaginations, it's it's that Maul would have been picked up from Daphimir as a as a child, so he would not have the conflict and the problems within him that were probably put there most likely by Sidious. Um, so, as opposed to him turning from a Sith to a Jedi, it's like him growing as a Jedi from the beginning is how I imagined it, which I can imagine him being a pretty powerful a pretty powerful Jedi and have pretty decent head on his shoulders, especially if he is raised in a way that, that Mace Windu is, is, um, is his master. But it'd be an, a certainly an interesting combo. And even if he didn't teach him that, he'd still be a super powerful Jedi. Um, oh, for sure. And Mace Windu would, would make sure of that. That's for sure. You can imagine that they would certainly be your go-to pairing in the Clone Wars, um, you know, in this, in this scenario, especially alongside Anakin and Obi-Wan, of course. Um, okay, very good, Mitchell. Um, I almost I want to see a photo of Mace Windu and and him with and with a double ended purple lightsaber. Now that would be so cool, piece of fan art or something. Um, uh, Adam, see what I can come up with. <laughs> um, so mine was a difficult one again, but I decided eventually to go for Darth Vader and Kylo Ren. Cool. Nice. Because Sith training is obviously brutal. And for Kylo Ren to idolise Darth Vader and then just be beaten down by him constantly and told he's not as good as him. It hurt enough when Snoke said he was no Vader. Can you imagine how angry he'd get by Vader telling him that? For, for me, it'd make Kylo so much more powerful in the dark side because of the pain he feels and the anger and the eventual hatred for somebody he used to love so much. I think that would really drive him to another level. Um, and also just the interaction between the two of them would be great because Kylo would always be looking for some sort of like paternal affection from him. Darth Vader would just be like, like, nah, nah, I don't even like you. And to be fair, that'd make some great dialogue, I think. It'd be interesting for me to see, of course, once again, another piece of fan art and the two of them stood there together as Master Apprentice would be super cool. But I think that'd be far easier to come by. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I was no going to say, I'm cool <laughs> there right is... now. There is loads of loads and loads of photos of that, um, but yeah. So the, the the idea of 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 Kylo like looking up to Vader in such a way, but the the connection that is um, that is family. There's nothing like he like Anakin knows himself how powerful and how much his potential 
is and would then therefore know the power within Kylo as well and know that he could exploit that and use that and teach him all kinds of things, teach him force lightning and teach him different things that maybe even perhaps Vader couldn't do if we're talking about suit Vader, of course. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, obviously, eventually, at some point, there is always a surpassing of, an, of a mentor or apprentice. They, they are what we, what we grow beyond or whatever Yoda says in Jedi, in The Last Jedi. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that would be so cool to see the two of them and, and see the, the dynamic between them. The only thing that I think would be hard would be because I still believe that Kylo would have the pull to the light in him and that Vader would see that in him and that would be difficult for both of them because I feel like they both have that. But then my thoughts would be yeah, at but that maybe that's point something... in time, Vader training his blood relation would on some level have some call to the light as well. So I, I think, I think that maybe that would be the way almost to find become balance. these sort of middle ground force users as opposed to being full Sith perhaps. Mm-hmm. I feel like Vader perhaps has too much hate and hurt in him to ever um, allow it in. But then I guess Luke opened up his heart, so perhaps his grand his grandchild could as well. But I think if there was there was a way to drag him back to light, it'd have to be a blood relative. And to be fair, I think them finding the middle ground would not be a bad thing at all. True balance and all that is where you know the real power in the Force lies. I think that'd yeah. be game changer for him. Interesting combo though, and I feel like they would definitely be. The like the Sith combo in regards to power, like I don't think you could get much more powerful a combo than those two, especially in the Force. The fact that like Kylo Ren has these abilities where he can stop blaster bolts in the air and can hold people still and look into their minds and stuff like he's so powerful in the Force. And of course, Vader can force choke people from the other side of the galaxy. So, you know, it'll be interesting. Well, Vader did the exact same um thing where he stopped the blaster bolt in Empire Strikes Back, didn't he? In Cloud City, so. Yeah. That's a nice little throwback. He had a nice little meal there, didn't he, Pearl, for everyone? He just wanted to have a little sit-down. Yeah, yeah. just... I'd be honoured if you can join us, and they just start blasting him. Yeah, exactly, Han. Honestly, there's, there's just, just no gratitude. His daughter, meet his, meet his son-in-law, Nowler, as well, but no, you just want to blast him. Poor chap. Honestly, disgusting behaviour. I think that was the moment that Vader could have turned good, but he was just he just thought, you know what? All I <laughs> If they just... sat down for a succulent child, <laughs> they <ate> themselves. <laughs> but no, kids are kids. <laughs> boys will be boys and all that my my two are along a similar line to an extent i have uh ben solo not kylo ren um and his master is qui-gon is my top two because i believe that as much in the same way that that qui-gon would have been the best mentor for anakin therefore the reason that it's called judah fates of course and I feel he would be the best mentor for Ben Solo as well, because he is uh, uh, when the, the comics as well, they, they really dive into how he, he has this like pressure of family, this pressure of you are, you are Luke's nephew and you are Leia's son. Like you are, you are due to be the best Jedi ever. And that pressure is a lot of why he ends up diving into the dark side because he 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 almost resents the fact that he's like yes i am a i am a, a war hero son but you know i, I want to be myself i don't want, he doesn't want to be seen as someone's son he wants to be seen as himself he's like no one ever calls me ben they always call me skywalker um which is really interesting angle and i feel like qui-gon again would be that that consciousness he would get him in touch with the force allow him to to uh, to feel his his um surroundings and and for to for him to feel what the force is willing him to do a little bit more rather than taking things into his own hands as much as he does so therefore would waver away from the dark side and of course i just feel Qui-Gon would believe that that kylo is the chosen one and would be putting that same time into him as he would have put into anakin of course we're talking in a theoretical world where anakin's died and kylo's now you know the the uh the next hope in the galaxy or wherever it is, and that Qui-Gon still alive. And Qui-Gon somehow managed to survive all those years. Yes, yeah, that's it. Or whether he taught him via the via the Force, I don't know. Um, oh yeah, true. That would be cool. But I th- feel like there would be a really cool little combo with those two. Any thoughts on those guys? No, no, I think you covered everything. That's really interesting. Sweet. So, we have our dream apprentices and masters, um, 
uh, mine was Kylo, uh, Qui Gon, and Ben Solo. Anakin's was what was your your two? I'd write that. You write yours down. Add. Oh, my two. What my honourable mention of my choice. Your choice. Uh, oh, that was Vader and Kylo. Yeah, wasn't it? Vader and Kylo, and I love the the combo of Windu and Maul, of course. What a fantastic pairing! I'd like to get a photo of those free for our Instagram. That would be decent. Um, I've sent I've sent you through a piece of fan art that was uh, Kylo and Vader. So oh yeah, cool. Yeah, I look forward to seeing that. So we move on to the second part of we'll handle this this week, and that is for you two specifically. Although, do not worry about spoilers because I know what happens because I didn't have Disney Plus at the time, so I watched breakdowns of the episodes, so I know what happens in season seven even though I'm actually only watching it for the first time now, so I'm not going to chip in with my own point of view yet until I've finished it. But what do you believe is better, the final season of Rebels or the final season of Clone Wars? It's a really tough one, isn't it? It is tough. I've made it tough for you, gentlemen. Okay, I suppose I'll... Oh, no, go, yeah, please do. Oh, no, you, ca- you carry on. I've got to get my notes up anyway. I wrote down a whole thing about it. Well, you, you carry on. so obviously to talk about the challenge of it is that they are two very different shows. And the fact that the Clone Wars went on for such a long time to then get a break that was not fully concluded and then be able to, a, a very long time later, have it finished was so wonderfully satisfying and emotional for for fans for, for many different reasons. The, the 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 journey that Ahsoka goes on in that series is so fantastic from the point of view of her character and also just the way fans responded to her, not liking her at all in the beginning, and then however many years later thinking that she's one of the greatest characters in, in all of Star Wars is is so phenomenal and I think from that point of view, you could easily say that uh, the Clone Wars is is the best, and there, there was there was certainly this this level of spectacle about it and importance that 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 the Clone Wars had. Mm-hmm. With all of that said, in the same way that I really, really, really love Solo because of how it is is standalone and you can just watch it of itself, I think the self containedness of Rebels. And the way that the the final season of Rebels really wraps up everything that they've put forward in the previous three seasons, I think there's something really satisfying about that. And though I love the Clone Wars more than I love Rebels, I think that as far as a final season and wrapping up what what the story is, I I think my vote goes for Rebels. Fantastic, interesting. Hmm. Adam. Oh God, um, <clears throat> rebels! Um, yeah, for me, the the Clone Wars was good. It was great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved it every second of it. But there were points of it where it it almost feel like you were seeing too much Soak. Whereas throughout the rest of the Clone Wars, you'd see a variety of characters. You'd see so many different characters. There'd be episodes dedicated to Ahsoka or Anakin going off on his own or or whatnot. So it was just it seemed a little strange to me. Um it's not necessarily a bad thing. It really gave Ahsoka's character a chance to develop. But there um, a lot of plot lines that were unexplored in the final season that could have been explored had they made it a longer season, for example. Yeah. Um and it was nice to see Rex developed a bit more and how he obviously got into Rebels. Um and you know what led up to that how he avoided you know the inhibitor chip and everything. Um especially Rex, but seeing the rest of the clones as well. And the Bad Bunch were a nice... Uh, they were... They were I, I really enjoyed the Bad Bunch. At first, they seemed a bit gimmicky and stuff, but by the end of it, you sort of looked past that and you saw that they each had their individual personalities as well. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but Rebels, season four, broke my heart twice within, like, four episodes. Yeah. Out of nowhere, Kanan dies. Um, and then Ezra... And obviously Ezra, they've left the door open, but still it didn't, at the time, you didn't get that. You just saw him die and then they put it together at the end of the episode. But 
plot twists. You had plenty of them. Um, the storyline felt impactful because you'd not heard it before. I loved how they redid Order 66 in The Clone Wars. But again, you've seen it before, so it's not exactly a lot that's new. Whereas with, obviously, Rebels, it was completely, completely stuff you'd never seen before. Um, obviously, the, the deaths of, of the main characters really hit us hard. And, and I don't think there was really a bad point in the entire of the fourth last season. So mm. for me, Rebels takes it all day. I love the fact that in, in season four of Rebels, there is a, a tighter connection to Palpatine. I love the fact that he is, it, it shows the depth of how far he is looking to try and find this immortality mm. and stuff, and that he's looking for this ability to become a god, basically, this ability to control space and time is, is what he really wants. And that's cool that they're looking into that and that. Ezra kind of touches into that that scene when he's walking through it and you can hear Kylo Ren saying grandfather you can hear Leia you can hear all different Jedi and and, and people as he goes through that kind of mystic um, world between worlds or wherever he is um, and eventually saves Ahsoka and, and and obviously then closes that so that that is no longer a, a, an issue going forward of like oh why don't they just time travel but like um that I liked the addition of that. I love the addition of the fact that the Loaf Wolves are this kind of mystic um, force beings who are really in touch with what's going on and that they keep appearing. Mm-hmm. Of course, I love um, I love the the uh, the wolves anyway. So it was just really cool to see like a, a being that has such connection to Ezra and everything is really cool because obviously he's from Lothal as well, which is really cool. And also another another sort of angle of it is the fact that Thrawn is so calculating, he's so great in it, he's such a great enemy to have in it. And then, of course, seeing him be so um, obedient to the Emperor and stuff is super cool to see that, you know, he really is still just a puppet of the Emperor in some way, way shape and form. And also now speaking from the fact that I love Governor Price so much that she, even in herself, gives you that perspective of the fact that she doesn't take their hand. She doesn't want to join the rebel. She goes down with her ship. She is. She decides that, that, that she is going to die on her shield of the Empire. And that is powerful in its own way. Um, but with, with what I've seen of... of, of um, Clone Wars season seven, uh, it's it really is a a deep dive into um, it's trying to highlight the clones' relationships. So Rex, there's a lot of Rex, Rex with his his um, connection to I can't remember the guy that that is strapped up in the separatist thing. What's the name of him? He joins the 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 other clones, the oddball clones or whatever it is. You know the guy who's like main wide into the computer. What five? Five. Mm-hmm. Is that five? Echo. Echo. Echo, Echo, that's the one. Fives was the one that died. Yes, Indeed. yes. And God, that hurt me as well, to be fair. There's, it's embroiled in emotion, and that's cool. But like, I do agree with you, Ad, in a way that, that, that from what I've heard, of course, I can only talk from, from, from what I know, and that is that, that it's, it is something you already know as opposed to everything that was happening in Rebels. You're just like, I don't know what happens next. I don't know what happens next. Well, I don't know what yeah, happens next. Well, this is the thing. The Order 66 in Clone Wars, emotionally... It it did more to me than it did in the Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, for sure. Because you knew it was coming. It was this incoming dread, and it was from an entirely new perspective. And they had just had more time to put it on film rather than in Revenge of the Sith. It's so quick. Yeah. Um, which I think is done for a reason. Um, but All the- at the same time, you pass off more emotion from from Clone Wars. Yeah. It's it's just the fact that Rebels hits hard as well. That's interesting, though, gents. I'm really interested that you guys feel that because at this point, that the reason I thought of this question during the week was just that I was just like, "Oh, it's really interesting." The the moment I'm feeling like this, the the, the Clone Wars isn't emotionally impacted me quite as much as the the last season of Rebels, even though I feel that Clone Wars as a show is better. Like if you take it from start to finish. Um, all seasons well, you, you um, haven't quite got to the last four episodes and i think that's where a lot of the really hard-hitting yes stuff exactly. happens so <laughs> brace where, where yourself I, where i land yeah there's some harrowing scenes some will make you just feel like you want to curl up in a ball and cry yeah 
I was super keen. But yes, thank you very much, gentlemen. That's it. That was a cool little um, insight into both of your both of your feelings on the very last season, of course, not as a whole. Because um, yeah, yeah, really good question as well. To be fair, mate, well done. Would be too long. Um, so there we are. That is our wheel handle this segment for this week, and we move on now to our little bit of fun at the end of each podcast that we do, and that is laugh it up fuzzball. Um, this week, gentlemen, I have riddles for you so i will say a riddle and then each of you will have to guess what character you think it is and then i will then reveal the character once both of you have had your guesses okay okay sure okay number one no mind trick will work on me i am based where there are two starts jab the hook no, I think it's Watto. Okay, you've both had your guesses. It is Watto, correct, Adam? Hey. Good guess, though, Mitchell. Hey, your Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. I'm Tontarian. <laughs> Good guess, though, Mitchell, because that was, I, I was trying to, uh, with a few of these, there are multiple answers. So I, I, I have written them in such a way that it can take you down different avenues in your mind and it's cool that both of you went down the two avenues that i basically made with that riddle which is cool um number two puppet of the dark lord i use multiple sabers i encounter kenobi but never a skywalker that's got to be more the answer is Darth Maul. You are correct, gentlemen. But it, I also thought that it applied very well to General Grievous. Ventress? Or Ventress, of course. Well, no, because General oh, Grievous yeah. meets Anakin in Revenge of the Sith. General know. Grievous, I thought you'd be taller. Yeah. You're sure than I expected. But he is famous for never encountering Anakin until right up to that last moment. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, next one, gentlemen. I am with the Force. The Force is with me. I am no Jedi. I will help the rebel cause. Someone turn their phone off and vibrate, whoever that is. That would be Chirrut. I can't remember his name. But you think the big guy off of Lothal. No, no. Yeah, it is Lothal, isn't it? The rebel base. I can't remember his name. Looks like a big yak. Oh, you mean um, <laughs> the Bendu? <laughs> Bendu, that's the one. So I'll read it again, and then Mitchell can take his guess. Oh, my my vote's Chirrut from uh, Rogue One. Okay, right. Ooh, well, that's a good the, one. The, 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 uh, good guess. But the answer is Ahsoka. Oh, God, you pick a technical there, right? I am one with the force. The force is with me is what she says in season seven when she is in the, the, um, there's a moment where she says it in season seven. Basically, I can't remember exactly when it is because I haven't actually seen it yet, but I remember it being True. a breakdown episode. Well, that, that, the, um, the quote actually, the quote comes from Chirrut in, uh, Rogue One. Yes, it does. Yeah. But yeah. she also says it in season seven. True. Um, she also says, I am no Jedi to, um, Darth Vader, which was a part of the riddle. And yep. I will help any. I will help the rebel causes. Of course, was her helping in rebels. Um, next, we've got three more. Trooper, traitor, cell number, priest, princess. Trooper, traitor, cell number, princess. Oh dear. Trooper Treasure, <laughs> cell number princess. Adam? Nothing? Is Adam still there? Mitchell? Uh, I'm, I'm still here. Um, I believe Adam may have gone. I'm here. Uh, okay, my, my guess is Han Solo. Okay. That's a good shout. You just, see, you just, say traitor, and all I trooper. He, he went against the Empire. He 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 rocked up to try and save Princess Leia from the cell. 
You see, you say traitor, and all I hear is traitor. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Finn. Okay. Right. The answer is Finn. Good, good answer, Ads. Good answer, Mitchell, as well. Good thinking. Oh, I do. He, he, of course, was a stormtrooper. He was a traitor. The cell number of Princess Leia is 2187, and he is FN2187. And he's also a princess. Was the route I was <laughs> was the route I was also going down. Okay, two more. Ready? No. Yep. Gundark Freighter. It's either the Millennium Falcon or Han Solo. Yeah. Because Leia obviously calls him a nerf herder. And he says something about shooting the something off a gun dark. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say Han Solo. Okay, the answer is Han Solo. Well done, gentlemen. Obviously, he's called a nerf herder. herder. He said that Luke could shoot the ears off a gun dark. Um, and he his, the, the Millennium Falcon, of course, is a freighter. Um, last one, gentlemen. Nabu Senator, friend of Annie, voice in the Senate. Now, the obvious I think you're trying to mislead us here. I think it's Jar Jar Binks. Say it again. Nabu Senator, friend of Annie, voice in the Senate. Yeah, I, I think you're trying to mislead us into Padme, but I think it's Jar Jar Binks. Okay, the answer is Jar Jar Binks. I was trying to mislead you. I was trying to make you think of, of Padme. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I think Adam got all of them right. No, I got all of them wrong, which was um, where I said Bendu, but I'm taking it as a win. <laughs> <laughs> he, he helped the rebel cause. Yeah, no doubt. But there we are, gentlemen. That is last up fuzzball for this week. All done and dusted. Um, Thank you very much for coming along. Thank you very much for having a chat. It's been a very fun podcast again, of course. Um, good stuff. And we will convene next week for whatever I I drum up to get you guys talking all things Star Wars. So thank Indeed. you very much. Ideal. Thank you very much. Of course. And remember, with you. remember, don't drink the blue milk.